0: Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast.
1: Today, I have a special guest, and I know I say that every week, but this guy is one of my favorite people in the world. He's one of my greatest friends, and actually, I have a weekly meeting with Cody on the golf course, which is super <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited to have Cody Bugin on the show today and stick with us through this because not only is his story amazing, um, he has just got one of the most brilliant business models that I've ever seen. And every time I'm with him, I just learn something more about it. And if you're really interested in being able to not only make passive income, because we spend a lot of time talking about passive income in real estate and all that, but Cody has a business model where you can really make some serious money if you get it right. And, and Cody, you know, through all of his years of experience, has pulled together an amazing team that um, has just an amazing coaching program, and they can teach you how to do exactly what he does in different markets all across the United States. Basically, anywhere you live, you can apply this. So stick with us to the end. Um, But Cody, thank you for being on the show, man. Happy to have you.
0: Oh, absolutely. My pleasure, Mike. And you're right. I enjoy our weekly meetings on the course. And uh, I just want to thank you. uh, Just being totally open to everyone. You know, I've spent the last 20 years of my life kind of hiding under a rock, flying under the radar. I'm officially going to put myself out there more than I ever have. And you know, this is my first podcast. So I, uh, man, I love you and appreciate our friendship. And there was no better person that I'd rather kind of, uh, come out with than you. And just, you know, you kind of guide me through this and this is new for me. So I appreciate your time. Yeah. And, um, you guys, I mean, if Cody hadn't said it, you would never probably know that
1: this is going to be his first podcast because, you know, he's just got such a background in learning and experience and everything else. And I've actually been trying to get him on the show from the beginning, but, um, you know, Cody and his team are very methodical about what they do. And, and they wanted to make sure that the program that they've built was ready for you guys out there listening to this right now. And guess what? It's finally ready. And so, you know, a few weeks ago, Cody said, Hey, my team has finally released me to do podcasts and I'm going to come on yours first. And so I'm honored. And I think our audience is going to be honored to have you. So going to be fun.
0: Well, I'm excited to be here, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and I cool. look forward to golfing with you this week. Yeah,
1: that's tomorrow. So we got to get this over with. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. So let's get into the four questions. So Cody, who's had the greatest impact on your life?
0: You know, I would say uh my first instinct, absolute answer, but I'm going to give you a second part to this would be Jesus. Uh That's just the first thought that came to my mind. My second, my third, and my fourth. I mean, Jesus, my, my beliefs, my faith is, it's really the foundation of how I live my life. It's the foundation of who I am. Um, he's the one that's taken me out of time to turmoil and brought me peace. Uh, there is no question. I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for Jesus. Uh, but let's talk about someone that's walking the earth today. And, and I thought about this and there, there's a list of people that have had different impacts on me for different reasons. But if I was to say number one guy, and I've never publicly said this, because here again, I've been hiding under a rock, is uh, would definitely be a gentleman by the name of Brian D'Ambrosio. And I'll tell you a little bit of a story about Brian and why I put him at the top of that list. So this goes clear back to 2000 about 2000 2001 and I was running a, a business in the floor and counter industry and uh, I was just kind of this young go-getter let's see. so I was probably 22, 23 years old and doing well and getting after it but I wanted more. you know I wasn't I wasn't satisfied. I was kind of at this point in my career where I knew I either needed to kind of open my own store or I needed to go do something different. So anyways, but I'm doing well, you know, kind of, kind of rolling. And, and, uh, there's this big name guy in my local market and his name's Brian D'Ambrosio. And he's like, he's like, he's the man, right. And, and I'm looking for, I want to start getting into real estate. I want to start buying land. And so one day I decide, you know what, I'm going to call this guy up. And so I call him up. And, you know, we talk and whatever. And, and I told him I want to, first piece of land I want to buy is to build my own personal house. And, and I mentioned this piece to him that I drive by all the time. It's not for sale. It's not on the open market. It's off market. And I, and I mentioned to him, I said, hey, what do you, because he lived in the same town. What do you think of that piece? I'm sure you know about it. And he's like, hey, hey, Cody, that's a great piece. If you can get that one, you should definitely get it. I'm like, okay, well, thanks, Brian. Well, I, let me see how that goes and I'll report back to you. Well, I call him like, I don't know, I think two weeks later, three weeks later, and I said, So Brian, I bought that one. You got another one I should look at. And uh and he stopped right there and he's like, Yeah, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it's basically like, Hey kid, I wanna meet you. Yeah. Right? And and so i I, I'm, I connect with him and first thing he says is, Hey, you know that piece you bought? He said, I I, I didn't really take you serious. He said, I actually was considering buying that from my own personal house. <laughs> and, uh, and so anyways, one thing led to another, the guy saw my drive in me, my excitement, you know, my energy. And, and one thing led to another and, and he asked me if I'd come be his partner. Wow! And uh, so he was a real estate broker at the time, owned a, owned a, a real estate brokerage and, and he was a, you know, a, a dynamo of a realtor. That's why everybody knew him. And, um, and so him and I ended up starting a a development home building business together. And, and, uh, you know, the reason he had the biggest impact on me is, is one is he was a big part of what allowed me to go from W2 to self-employment, right? Two is that I met amazing people through him. Okay. As far as his network, his contacts, we didn't have, we didn't have the way to connect the way we do today, right? 20 years ago. And so that was pop, that was huge. Um, and also, I mean, even though he didn't know the ins and outs of development, right. And, and, and land acquisition and how to get deals through the political approval process and how development were, even though he didn't know the ins and outs of how, how it all went down, he knew enough us to get our foot in the door our foot in the game right mm-hmm. and you know i'm not here to pitch you but you know because there wasn't anything around like what me and my team have put together today right. right so his little bit of knowledge is what allowed me to to learn from and then expand upon and get me in the game of what i'm still doing today 20 years later and our partnership by the way i love the guy i still stay in contact You know, our partnership only lasted a couple of years um, just because we had some foundational differences. We weren't quite equally yoked, um, but it definitely served a great purpose in his and I's both our lives. And I mean, even during that time, we built a company that was awarded the fastest growing privately held company in the state of Oregon. So, um, you know, so we did some cool stuff together. Um, But anyways, that guy is just definitely the man as far as biggest impact.
1: That's cool. Um, and It's interesting too. One of my mentors always says, if two partners have the same strength, one of them is not needed. And for you to recognize mm. that is is pretty cool too. And and there's another theme there that I constantly hear with guests through this, you know, in the entire process. And it's always like finding that mentor, right? And mm. sometimes, you know, we're I, so many times I've been asked the question, like, hey, how do I, how do you find a mentor? How do you know it's the right mentor? And what I just heard you really say, I mean, you went and identified someone that was already doing what you really wanted to get into, break into, et cetera, and just asked them. But then you went and showed value too. And that's the thing that most people miss. Um, you showed him that you were taking action and he thought you yeah. were kidding. And he's like, hey, kid, like I I didn't think you were actually going to go do that, right? And that's the one yeah. thing that I really key in on there. When you say that, so many times people are looking for a mentor and they want to know how Cody did it. Well, go show that person that you're going to take action and that you're serious. And, and even today, like you said, I'm not... You said not pitching, but invest in, your, invest in your knowledge and experience. I mean, there's so much information out there, like your program. There's no excuse yeah. today to not... They don't even have to do what you did. You had to go prove yourself. All they have to do nowadays is just buy your course. It's crazy. Oh,
0: I have plenty of battle scars, right? Um, I learned a lot of things the hard way. Um, but in complete vulnerability with you... I've really spent like the last two years of my life really focused on personal development and growth and getting educated and getting the right people in my circle, in my life, the right influences, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And you know, I don't really, I don't live my life through regrets. Like I'm thankful for all that I've experienced, the good and the bad they've all served. It's all served its purpose. But man, if I would have embraced the idea of personal development for the last 20 years instead of the last two years, who knows where I would be, man? Like, um, you know, and so, but regardless, I've had more growth in my life in the last two years, ever since I've stepped outside my comfort zone and started being with mentors and mastermind groups. And in the books and because here's the thing, man, you know, Brian D'Ambrosio, that name I dropped, you know, I was, when I partnered with him, I was 22, 23 years old, you know, and here again, I don't, this isn't my identity. It's only for illustration, Mm -hmm. but I was 28 years old and worth $20 million. Right. Okay. But guess what? I thought I was the man. The reality is I was a snot nosed punk kid that the money came way too easy yeah. and I didn't appreciate it the way I should right. because I wasn't focused on what that money meant and that really all it was, was a tool I, because I wasn't focused on becoming the best I could be, you know? Um, and so I'm learning more in my forties than I did the whole rest of my life. There's such a
1: huge lesson in that. Um, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to unpackage more of this, but so if you could narrow it down to one thing that's had the greatest impact on your success, what would that be? And I, you know, there's a thread going on here. So I wanted to ask the question, maybe it's, you know, if ties into that, I don't know, but what would that be?
0: So I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. There's plenty of people out there that have been mistreated or have been unfortunate or things haven't gone as they would hoped in their lives. There's a, what I'm gonna go to is, is that the victim mentality is a struggle for me. Even though I know there's victims, I don't do well with the victim mentality. The biggest thing that has separated me from those that are, say, running next to me, or separates me from the pack, is is that where there's a will, there's a way. I will always find a way. Okay, I just recently did a deal here again. Yeah, I'm going to celebrate it with you guys. I don't yeah. celebrate my wins. Yeah, yeah we need you know to know that. I this don't. Is, yeah, this I is don't. investing
1: for freedom. Uh, my people want to be yeah. inspired by your story.
0: Yeah, so I'll, I'll just tell you, like, I have a deal. They just closed recently, okay? Where I uh, I did what I illustrate in my program, and I made seven figures, okay, on that deal, on that one deal, I made a million two. Nice. This is yeah, this feels good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know of another guy in the state of Oregon that could have got that deal done. Yep. Okay. I went through 15 public meetings or hearings to get that deal done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anybody up? Anybody else probably would have given up after the second or third, but I was committed to where there was a will, there's a way, and I got the will. Yep. And so I'm going to get with this city and figure out how we can work out a win-win where it's good for the city and it's good for me mm-hmm. because, and so you know, I just willed my way through that deal. And it was painful. I mean, my, my, my land use attorney is one of the best land use attorneys in the state. And he went through more public meetings or hearings on that deal than he had ever done in his whole career. Mm -hmm. And he's a veteran.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: But I wasn't giving up. I wasn't stopping. Yeah. And so no question where there's a will, there's a way. And I got the will. Yeah. Listen,
1: if we're going to bring out the genius in Cody, which we're going to, um, I, I, I know the ins and outs here, um, cause you know, we've become good friends. So I obviously don't know everything about Cody, but one of our mutual friends and mentors, Rock Thomas always says, we don't apologize for being awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he's really saying by that, like, so, so here's the thing. I mean, we're, we're taught not to brag, right? And this isn't about bragging. It's about, it's about your experience and wisdom. And the whole reason that I started investing for freedom was because I wake up and I'm like, man, I am surrounded by the best people in the world. Like mm. the, the, you know, you were talking about the last couple of years of your life and, you know, we're always talking about Go Abundance. I met Cody through GoBundance and, you know, honestly, it took me one, two, maybe three different events to really figure out like what the hell Cody even did. Cause he doesn't talk about it. He doesn't open it up, but you know, after, you know, a couple of evenings at the bar and having, you know, one or two drinks, cause we never <laughs> have more than one or two drinks. Um, you know, we really start talking about it and I find out that this guy's a freaking genius. And, and what he does is amazing. Just like he was just talking about in Oregon. So we do need to celebrate those wins. And here's the thing that I talk about all the time. If you want something different than what you currently have, you have to apply something different in your life. And that could be time. That could be money. That could be leveraging talent. It could be other people. It could be experience. It's like what you talked about with uh, D'Ambrosia, right? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And listening, you know, for our audience that's listening, Cody, if If they're wanting something different, which I would assume that most of them do, um, I do, it doesn't, you know, we were just talking about this on the golf course lastly, like when's enough enough and where do you, that's such a personal decision. But at the same time, I want so much more out of life than what I'm currently achieving. And your story is inspirational in what you do and how you do it. You shouldn't apologize for being awesome. So let's, let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going.
0: I'm learning that. And in all honesty, I'm learning that, that hasn't been, That's not easy for me. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm going to talk openly here. You know, I see some of these influencers gurus and a lot of times, you know, that's exactly what they do. And a lot of times I, I I would call it the douchebag factor, right? (laughs) Like, like, but one of those guys that I've often felt is very douchey in the way he presents himself I've recently had some interactions with him uh, in a room. Actually, and I'm just going to say it in, in Clubhouse, right? Which is a newer social media platform. Yep. And my respect for this individual has skyrocketed mm-hmm. because he's actually a great, down to earth, solid guy that wants to make a difference. Yep. And the reality is, is, you know, he might be offended that I call it the douchebag factor, but the douchebag factor is what gets the followers. It's, it's, it's brilliant marketing. It's, and so, you know, if you want the, and so anyways, I, that, that, that I'm learning, I'm learning and, and uh, I need to be able to celebrate my wins and talk more about um, that, uh, that I'm a badass. So you're right. I do.
1: Well, and I'll tell you like, <clears throat> some of the people that have taught me the most in life that I'm, you know, whether they're mentors or dear friends or whatever, um, the, the way they got my attention, um, they, they literally slapped me across the face somehow, whether it was on social media, whether it was something they said, or whether it was literally in person. Like I'll never forget when we went to Pinehurst in September, um, a mutual again, friend and, and mentor of mine, Chris Harder, were sitting out on the, the little putting green one night and, I don't know if you were in this circle or not that night, but, um, you know, everybody's talking about Elon Musk and how amazing it is. And I made this comment. I said, well, you know, it must be nice to not have to worry about profitability. And Chris harder looked at me and he said, you know what? That sounds like a limiting belief. That's going to stop you from achieving your full potential. And I was, I was for a second, you know, I'm a, I'm a little, you know, I mean, none of that feels good ever, but the more I thought about that, the more he's right. And you know, we're constantly looking around at other people and we don't like necessarily what they do or how they do it or whatever. But what I really hear you saying with this particular, somehow they have to get your attention before they can get you to, to listen. That's and right. whatever that methodology is, I mean, everybody's different in the way that I'm more subtle, um, you know, I'm more of a long game guy, but I, I think all that's kind of irrelevant. Um, some people are born with the ability to not apologize for being awesome. And then some of us like Cody, we've got to pull it out a little further. And, but Cody has so much to offer that. I just want to make sure that we really get into that. So, um, so what is your limiting belief? I don't mean to interrupt you, but when
0: you mentioned limiting belief, um, there's, there's a couple of statements that I've heard made recently. And one was basically the biggest one of the biggest things that's challenging people right now is that they stop dreaming mm. and that hit hard for me mm-hmm. because sky's the limit right like and so i'm i'm trying to force myself to dream more mm. two is how often we settle right like there's some people out there that feel they might've settled with who they're married to, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or they might've settled for who their executive assistant is, Mm -hmm. or they might've settled for what their company's goals are for the year, or they might've settled for what their W2 job is, or they might've settled for, you know, whatever it may be, what their body looks like. They've accepted their body the way it looks Mm -hmm. versus what they really want. Mm -hmm. Right. Whatever it is, you've, there's things you've settled on in your life. And here's the thing is that's not the way to get to the next level. Yeah.
1: You got to do something different.
0: Quit settling. Yeah.
1: That's so good. You know, and what you're talking about right now too, like just on that, I I love that you brought that up. And by the way, I don't have a preset agenda getting through this. So interrupt me anytime and we can go wherever you want to go. Um, you said something there on the limiting beliefs and people being stuck. And um, one of my favorite scriptures since, you know, you, you brought up the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Jesus, um, Proverbs 13. And it says, hope deferred may. It's in Proverbs 13. I think it's verse 12. It says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And mm. to me, that is like, when you said that, that was the first thing that, you know, rings in my brain because We're living in such a time. There's so much turmoil and people are so frustrated and you see all the hate and the country's divided. And I was having this conversation with Kara, I don't know, probably four or six months ago. I think the bigger issue that's really going on right now is there's such an inequality piece. And by the way, what you're doing in your business and your coaching is so amazing because people can literally invest. It's not a small amount of money, but at the same time, it's not something I often say this. Some you know I, I get asked all the time on Instagram like hey if I've got 500 or a thousand or 2,000 or 5,000 dollars to invest where should I invest it in yourself like at in- at 1,000 or 2,000 or 5,000 invest it in a mentor invest it in a program invest it in something like that because the difference of who you are today and where you need to go is exactly what you were talking about at the beginning of the show it's who you know it's the books you're going to read it's the programs you're going to buy. Back to hope deferred makes the heart sick. There's so much struggle in the world right now and people are hopeless. Hope deferred yes. makes the heart sick. Our hearts are literally mm-hmm. sick because we've lost, our, we've lost our purpose and our passion. And that's really what I'm, I mean. When, when I hear you say that, the limiting beliefs and people are on their couch and, and they just go to bed frustrated and they have no hope, their hearts are literally sick because they don't know a better way. But like you said, whether mm-hmm. it's losing weight or the assistant you've settled for, I love that because who's gonna make the change? Who's going to do that for you? Is it Cody? You know, Cody can put the best course together in the world, but if you don't get your ass off the couch, and by the way, you don't even have to get your ass off the couch, just log into the freaking computer program and take the damn course. Um, at some point in time, you got to take action on what you learn, right? But um, so what do you got to say about that?
0: I know yeah, you- I, well, I would say that, you know, our, um, our mentoring course, we have a few different courses, right? But one of our, um, you know, mid-level courses... We actually make you sign a contract. Mm-hmm. Right? If you join our join our program. And that contract basically says our content is badass. If you don't succeed, it's 100% on you. Yeah. We say in our contract a gazillion different ways it's you. The only way you're going to fail is you. Yeah it's not our content, it's not our course, it's nothing to do with us, Mm -hmm. it's because you didn't execute. (laughs) It's because you weren't intentional, right? It's because you weren't decisive or resourceful or whatever. At the end of the day, no one's doing it for you, Mm -hmm. okay? I can teach you what I've learned over the last 20 years Mm -hmm. and what has absolutely been a huge part of turning my life into what it is today, but I'm not going to execute for you. I'm not going to hold <laughs> you your can't, hand. You can't do it. Right? I mean, I'm going to I'm going to give you the tools. Yeah. But I I'll, I'll give you the hammer, but you got to swing it. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to swing the hammer for you. No. You can't.
1: No, and and there's no excuse either because what you've learned over 20 years, you've compressed into a time frame that just expands that. And, you know, we live in the information age and we're actually moving way past that, the digital age and who knows where we're going, but nobody has an excuse and everybody's pissed. So back to the hope deferred makes the heart sick. Everybody, you see the, the real thing that's wrong with the world today is excuses. Everything you're talking about, like uh, people, if you want to do something different out of life, you have to, you got to, you got to well that up. You got to do something different than what you're currently doing. And so many people are like, I want to quit my job. I want to do you really, like, what are you going to do to replace yeah. that? And yeah. so this, this whole concept of, you know, inequality and people are like, well, the 1% and the 10% and the wealthy and go, by the way, we're preaching to the choir with my audience. Cause I don't, I think most of our audience would agree with, you know, everything we're saying, but at the same time, it's, it's those action steps, right?
0: Yeah. My two biggest pet peeves. My circle of influence right now is positive, right? Positive energy. I don't want negative energy in my life, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a drain. I want nothing to do with it. If you're negative energy, I probably bumped you out of my circle. Sorry, but that's why. Um, If my two biggest pet peeves, victim mentality and you talk it instead of walk it, Mm -hmm. right? Like just do me a favor, just go do it. Right? Like just the proof's in the pudding, Mm -hmm. right? Like, just go make it happen. Quit talking about it. Uh, and, uh, and just, man, execute, 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 execute.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cody, if people want to go to work for you, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Um, so I'm thinking about this as you're saying this, and there's a sticky note that Cara, I, I just want to share this because it's such a powerful, it's been on my mirror for probably two months, maybe three months. And it says, if the energy exchange isn't equal, I don't have time for it. And that's such a reminder for me every morning of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would just say this since you're, since you're talking about it, just encourage the audience that, you know, sometimes even from an ego standpoint, I've found that I tend to stay in that and I try to pull people along with me because it makes me feel better about myself. But what I really hear Cody saying you know, you can only save people that want saved, right? And so making sure that you protect, we only have so much time. We only have so much energy. And so just like the sticky note that Kara put on my bathroom mirror when I brush my teeth every morning, if the energy exchange is not equal, you only have so much time and energy and in, in any of the above. And so what Cody just said, I think is huge wisdom. Um, You know, just be really careful about your circle and, and especially yeah. who's influencing
0: you, right? So did
1: we answer the well, question? I- Go ahead. In my defense, yeah,
0: it's got a little easier this year because I recently relocated from Oregon to down here in Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's been this opportunity where I've been very strategic about my circle of influence mm-hmm. because there's certain people that it gets a little harder if 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 you were if you were raised with them or mm-hmm. you know because I was born and raised up there in Oregon, right? Yeah. And so yeah. there's people that are, have strings to you and attachments to you based upon historical reasons mm-hmm. that it is kind of hard to cut that string, right? Yeah. Like, cause you don't want to hurt their feelings or whatever. And so, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's been a lot of fun moving down here to Arizona cause I'm just, I'm building this, this phenomenal circle of influence and it's just, it's been a real blessing. So one more word I want to throw out Mike yep. is intentional. Mm-hmm. I'm in the season of being intentional. Anything and everything I'm doing with my time or my thoughts, I'm trying to be very, very intentional. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have three, I have four things I've been doing that I'm doing every day now, and I'm going to eight, right? And I'm being very intentional. And none of those have to do with me working in my business, Mm -hmm. right? It's all things I'm doing outside my business that make me the best man I can be, which then allows me to be, be the, to build the best business I can build, be the best businessman I can be, be the best husband, be the best, you know, dad, friend, you know, follower of Christ, so on and so forth. So intentional, intentional, intentional. Don't just cruise through things. Just go with the flow. Be intentional with all your moves.
1: I like it. I like it.
0: I don't know. Um,
1: so as a side note, now you guys know why Cody hangs out and golfs with me because he doesn't have enough friends in Arizona yet. So he's stuck <laughs> with me, right? Just kidding. Um, no, Mike, you're intentionally in my life, brother. I appreciate it. Did, did we answer the question? So if you could narrow it down to one thing that's had the greatest impact on your success, what would that be? Uh,
0: that'd be where there's a will there's a way. Okay. Got it. Cool. What was your greatest setback and what did you learn from it? Jiminy Christmas. You know, I thought about this and it's a very, very long list. Um, I've, I've, you know, I recently got remarried in 2017 and, you know, me and my wife are getting to know each other better every day. Mm -hmm. Right. I had someone recently say it was actually my pastor And when he was, I'm getting off, but I'll come back to the question in a second. He said to his wife during their vows, one of my goal, my main goal in this relationship is that I, no questions asked, know you better than anybody else that's ever walked this earth, Mm. right? And so, you know, it's all about, so that's a side, but I love that. It spoke to me, like, Mm -hmm. I want to know my wife in and out, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I want to know everything about her. Well, she wants to know stuff about me too, right? But I tell her some of the storms I've been through. Not because of a victim, because I share those stories, those storms. And I talk more about what I learned from it, right? Like when I lost 90% of my net worth in 2007, okay? I just told someone today, I don't regret it. I learned so much losing that money yep. that I do not take it back. It turned me into who I am today, right. and I'm going to end up being worth 10x. Yep. I love it. 20x what I was worth then. Yeah. Okay, so
1: that's why I hang out with him, guys. So, no, what? Kidding. That's why I hang out with him. I'm just kidding.
0: Um, but so I've been through many storms. So I was trying to think through, you know, I've had different ones that have affected maybe my family. I've had ones that have affected my finances. I've had ones that have affected, um, you know, my spiritual life. There's all different challenges I've been through, right? But the one I'm going to share with you today is the one that I feel like allows me to be the most vulnerable Mm. as I come out to the public and, and help people get to know who I am. Okay. So it's, it's a story that I'm beyond not proud of, but I learned so much going through it Mm -hmm. more on the other side of it, I should say. And that is, I went through what I call my loser phase
1: Hmm.
0: okay Um, in 2012 I'm just gonna tell you right now I got my high school girlfriend pregnant got married a month after I graduated high school I'm 42 years old and I have a 23 year old amazing son a 19 year old amazing daughter and a one-year-old amazing daughter okay (laughs) um that's there's a whole other story there that's an amazing yeah. thing okay yeah. um but I when you're at 19 and Mike I know you got married when you were young too mm-hmm. but when I was 19 I didn't know myself let alone know anybody else you know be able to know the woman on the other side I also was getting married because I had a child. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily for the right reasons. Yeah. Bless that woman's soul. She's no longer with us. She passed away a year after our divorce. Um, a very unfortunate situation. Um, and like I said, bless her soul. And she was a believer, by the way. So she's up with Jesus, just living it up, loving life. Mm. But um, We made it 20 years okay in that marriage but it was a tough 20 years like it was totally out of the loyal gene Mm -hmm. not out of anything else right so we made it to a point where our kids were like okay we can see you guys are not in love like this is not like it just I don't really believe in divorce, but yet I don't regret mine. Okay. Um, Which doesn't really make sense, but whatever. Well, I went through this loser stage and I set that all up. I tell you that story just told you to set you up a why I went into a loser stage. Okay. In 2012, I got to a point, I hit the ceiling and as much as I don't like the victim mentality, I was living Mm. as a victim. Yeah. I was feeling sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was miserable. So, what did I do instead of deal with it and buck up and, 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 and plow through it and, and fix the problem and, and, and make the best out of it? What do I do? I grab the damn bottle. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I start, I, and I didn't get into snorting or anything like that. I mean, I was just, I was all about the booze. Yeah. But I mean, I was putting down the booze, tying one on three, four nights a week. For like three and a half years, right? To escape reality and feel sorry for my sorry ass, right? Like, and guess what? Like how my businesses survived is beyond me because I was not a good business owner. Mm -hmm. I was not a good employer, okay? I was a little baby in the corner feeling sorry for myself, drinking myself, to then make beyond stupid decisions when I'm hammered. Right. So, so, but I snapped out of that loser stage. Okay. And I snapped out of that loser stage in 2016. And what got me out of that loser. And I was worried, man, I was worried. I thought I was an alcoholic, right? I was worried that this is now an addiction in my life Mm -hmm. and I'm forever going to deal with this challenge. Right. I hear a sermon. In 2016. Okay. We'll get to in a minute. What I learned from all Yeah, this. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So understand this loser stage screwed up my relationship with the Lord. This screwed up my finances because in that three and a half years, I should have made a gazillion dollars and I didn't. Um, I it affected my relationship with my family, it affected my relationship with my friends. It affected the relationship with my health, right? Everything it affected every aspect of my life. That's why I'm sharing it. Yeah. well, I hear a sermon, 2016, a sermon I never heard before. I grew up in the church. It says, just because you believe doesn't mean you have faith. Let me say that again. Just because you believe doesn't mean you have faith. I had never heard that before. I always kind of link the two together. Aha moment, light bulb goes on. And I realize I'm a control freak. Hmm. Right? I realize that me exercising my faith is me giving up control. I realize that I just need to hold my feel do my part and I got to leave and I'll leave the vegetation up to the Lord. Mm. Right. Yeah. Forever changed my life. Instantly. I had this peace come over me and I'm when out and, and here and there over the last several years, I'll lose that peace. And I know right where to go. Right. I know right where to go. I need, am I, am I, am I massaging? Am I working that faith muscle? Mm. Right. Or am I trying to take back some control? And don't get me wrong. A lot of people, I think, use their faith as a crutch, as a reason why not, mm-hmm. right? Or if it's meant to be, it'll be, right? <laughs> like, like no. Yeah. You get up, you bust your ass, you be intentional, you hoe your field, and let the Lord do the rest. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, so I went through that loser stage, and, 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 and what that loser stage really made me realize is when I snapped out of that, I realize is that the world just passed me by in a lot of ways Mm. that I just blew three and a half years of my life. Mm. And I'm now, instead of leading the pack, I'm chasing the pack. Mm. And so I've spent now a little time catching back up and now I'm ready. You know, I'm, I'm getting ready to pass everybody again. Right. Lord willing, of course, but like the world's not stopping for you. The yeah. world could give two shits about you, yep. right? Like it's, it's, it's going to go a million miles an hour, whether you're, you're, you know, whether you're on the track or not. So, yeah. um, I definitely realize to I think it's okay to catch your rest here and there, but, uh, <laughs> just, um, I mean, I, I need to, I, for me, I need to keep my eye on the ball. Yeah. I love that just because
1: you believe doesn't mean you have faith. And when you said that, like, one of the things that's anchored me for a long time, you know, everybody talks about, um, you know, whether it's the secret or just all these different things, like, you know, the way we visualize seeing things, all that. But there's a scripture, I think it's Hebrews 11.1. 1. I think it's in Hebrews 11. And it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. And I've stuck on, mm. like, that's it. To me, that's the translation of everything simple in life, even though it's complex. Faith is the substance. Like, just because you believe in something, uh, this is what I really, you know, when you said that, like, just because I believe something is true doesn't mean it's going to apply mm-hmm. to me. It doesn't mean it's going to happen in my life. Faith is substance, just like Hebrew says faith is the substance of things hoped for, it's the evidence of things unseen. And, um, you know, I don't want to go into this a lot right now, but I've been studying like quantum physics and the quantum realm and Joe Dispenza and all that stuff. And, there's a lot of power. And I mean, there's a ton that we could unpackage in what you just said, but I'm gonna let people unpackage it for themselves. So
0: Um, I'm telling you, it's real, man. Like just even last week, I caught myself not living in peace. I felt it. I felt this weight. And, and I started, you know, I started one of my four things is journaling now, right? Like, so I'm journaling, like I'm journaling away. And, and i'm journaling about one of my top priorities is to get this in check that i need to get my peace back right and and i need to make sure i'm in tune with my faith and that i got things prioritized correctly and that and that and that there's certain things out of my control and and guess what this week boom i'm back in my peace right like i am focused yeah and I don't have anything weighing me down. I don't have anything screwing me up mentally and I'm on my game. Yeah. Right. And so my faith brings a piece to my life that is untouchable.
1: Yep. I love it. So good.
0: It wasn't because I told you, you need a jet, right? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> well, I've been doing, you know, it's funny. i, I I've been doing, I'm doing an inter, some interviews right now for a CEO position and, um, and I've now brought the jet into kind of the vision and, and how I've never been able to justify the reasoning for a jet, right. Or be able to justify that type of expense. Right. And we'll go, everybody's gonna go right to depreciation. um, (laughs) uh, And, but with now my dream, Mm. my vision, my seven year plan. Yeah a jet's going to fit perfectly into that model, right? So when we were golfing last week and we had those jets flying over, I was starting to make it that more and more real and a part of my vision, right? So whether it's net jets or whatever, but if I'm doing deals across the country, I'm not going to go sit in the airport every week for however many hours in security. I'm going to jump on the company jet and fly (laughs) and, and close that deal and get it done and Um, we're getting off, we're getting off, uh, (laughs) off subject here, but guess what? I'm not going to let myself stop dreaming. Yep. Right. Yeah. I'm going to keep dreaming. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's, that's the beauty. I mean, it's your dream, right? And that's the thing where even listening to other people's voices, like, um, it's your dream. And so as you're listening to this, I mean, um, we were literally taught, it it doesn't really matter about the jet or anything else, but it doesn't matter what you're doing in life or what level you're at. Somebody's going to be hating on you like somebody's going to be telling, why do you want that? And why do you, it doesn't matter to anyone. It's your life. It's your vision. And you said like, we're such a, we're such a small blip on, on Uh, the radar of time and, and, uh, and the impact that we make. uh, This is your life. You've got one shot at it and you've got to make sure so much of what you've said today has just really recentered me on this. And, and and i love this conversation we're going to get into your business and your land development so that people understand exactly how you can help them but you've brought so much value to us already of just getting recentered. and guys you've got one life and it's yes. nobody else's life no at the end at the end of your life you're you're the one that's lived it and nobody else can you,
0: so much what value. are you doing to make a difference what are you doing to have an impact What's your legacy? What are you doing to give back? What are you doing to, to? I mean, put put your stamp. Yeah. Right. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. That's what my my my, my Avery girl, my number one. You know, one years old. She she's not my number one, by the way. I love all my kids equally. I meant to say one years old. But like, I had this visual painting of my life of forty and free, and it was this crazy painting, right? And, and with my now beautiful wife and beautiful baby girl, Avery, I totally repainted that visual painting of my life because mm-hmm. I realized that old painting was selfish, self-absorbed, no impact, no making a difference, no legacy, Holy no God. nothing, yeah. right? It was me just screwing off and that's not what I want. Mm-mm. The new painting is now legacy, making a difference, having an impact, give back, yeah. right? Like yeah. all this crazy amazing stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That gets me passionate the way you can hear my voice right yeah, now. Like totally. this painting is why the Lord brought me this beautiful Avery girl, that's 1 years old, because mm-hmm. she's allowed me to scratch that old painting that mm-hmm. was bullshit and now have this Painting of impact, of legacy. So amazing. And and it's it's just I'm stoked, man, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make this shit happen.
1: Yeah. So cool. I'm excited. I'm 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 honored to be able to watch it from From close, You know, when you're talking about the victim mentality and everything, what I'm hearing you say right now is like nobody out there has an excuse. Nobody's going to do it for you. You can live in that victim mentality or you can get your ass off the couch and you can. and, And again, there's no excuse nowadays because there's so many people and programs and processes that can help you. We have so much at our fingertips today that we didn't have 20 years ago when Cody got started. So, um, yeah, I mean, you've already given us so much value, but what's the piece of advice you find yourself sharing the most, the
0: single most important piece of advice. So I'm going to, I'll tell you that, um, just to wrap the last one, make every day matter, Mm. make every day matter. Don't piss away your days. Mm. You're a little bleep on the radar here on earth. Like make the days matter, right? Whether it's with your wife or with your business, or with your, 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 your love of the Lord, or whatever, whatever, make sure you're doing something intentional each day that makes that day impactful, Hmm. right, so, okay, I'll get off that, but that's, (laughs) man, that's, that's what I'm living in right now, right, like, um, the biggest piece of advice I would say I give more than anything, that I bring up more often than not or compared to other things that I like to talk about would be um, understanding what you're sacrificing. That one of the other lessons I learned is, is that when I had two very young children at home, I was a workaholic, okay? I was gone before they woke up. And I was home after they went to bed Hmm. and I missed out on a lot of their lives. They're really impactful. They're very, you know, just, they're so, they're so moldable. And I here again, I don't believe in regrets, but a lesson I learned from that Mm -hmm. um, is understanding what you're sacrificing. And if I was to do that deal again, I wouldn't have done it the way I did it. Yeah. I wouldn't have sacrificed my children for my, my career ambitions. Yeah. So you need to make sure that whatever phase you are in in life, okay? Whether you're the guy in the young 20s that you don't have a family to sacrifice, right? Or whether you're a guy that's 42 and has a one-year-old that is one of the top priorities in my life. Yeah. Okay. I am not going to sacrifice my impact, my influence on Avery's life to go chase a dollar. Yeah. I won't do it. Yeah. So that young guy that's in his twenties that doesn't have the Avery girl to sacrifice, take that opportunity or that phase in your life mm-hmm. to grind it, to get after it, Because you need to understand when you get into another phase of your life that your priorities need to shift just a bit, okay? And hopefully you took advantage of the times where you wouldn't have to sacrifice a relationship with your child. Mm. Lastly, make sure your goals line up with the phase of life you're in Mm, or the resources that you have available to you. Perfect example. What do I mean by that? I'm in a phase in life where I'm dreaming bigger. I'm going bigger than I've ever dreamed or thought I was going before. No questions asked. I have higher ambitions for my businesses than I ever have in my career. Yeah. But what, Cody, well, you have a one-year-old at home that you're not gonna sacrifice. Yes, that is correct. But I also have resources, right? So I'm now going to, I'm going to use my resources in a way that I can still go accomplish the vision for the business, Mm -hmm. but still have an untouchable, amazing, phenomenal relationship with my Avery girl.
1: Yeah.
0: I love it. It's so good. Understand the phases you are in life and what sacrifices you're making. Yeah.
1: And I'll add on to what he just said too. Um, because, you know, I could hear maybe somebody saying, well, yeah, Cody, you've got resources, you know, you're 20 years and you've learned all this and you're successful, but resources are not necessarily just money or, you know, experience. I mean, you, it could be a partner, you know, if you don't have enough money to invest, you know, Cody's investing in some amazing team members and I'm hoping they hear this so that they can send me some chocolates or something, but um, <laughs> Cody's investing in some amazing team members. He's building out his business, but it doesn't always have to be through monetary. You could you know you could align with someone that needs your skill set. Resources are so many different things. And so I just wanted to throw that out there because if you found yourself thinking, well, yeah, Cody, that's easy for you to say, you got all this resource already. Well, no, I mean, Cody's built a ton on his back and he's bootstrapped it for 20 years. And what he wants to accomplish in the next 20 years, he doesn't already have the blank check to be able to do that. I mean, I, I'm i not saying you don't and have to.
0: You say that to me and I'd say, you know what? You know what? Do you want me to feel sorry for you? <laughs> okay? because I don't because what I don't mean is money what I mean is there's a million tools and resources out there it could be you going and buying a course or you going and getting a mentor or you going and doing whatever and you picking and choosing the hours you do work what are the most productive Mm. and financially beneficial hours that you can you know know what I mean so it's not just it could be just how are you spending your time yeah
1: that's, that's huge right there. Cause so many times people, I don't have time for that. You, that's such a bullshit lie because we yeah. waste so much time every single day. So Cody, you brought so much value to, to the audience and man, I just, it's crazy guys, because no matter how much time you spend with someone, um, you can just uh, like one of my mentors always says, always be learning, right? There's that old, always be selling. That's bullshit. Always be learning. And I've learned so much today, just being here and in your presence and just, getting to know you deeper. So I really appreciate your time and energy. I think our audience is just going to be blown away by this, but I want to make sure that the audience understands the value that you bring to them too. And this is one of the main, I mean, obviously, again, I want to share Cody with you, but he's got a program in a, in a, in a coaching platform and a company that he's built. That's just amazing. So tell us about Vestrite, like why'd you start it? What is it? How can they take advantage of
0: it, et cetera? All right. So I'll try to make this quick. Okay. So we all know now I've been doing land deals, off-market land acquisition. I don't wait for my phone to ring. I don't wait uh, for something to go up for sale. I go out and find the deals. I put them together, right? And then I take them through the approval process and, and then I either sell them at approval or I develop them. I sell the finished lots. And, you know, a lot of my clients are publicly traded national companies. Okay. That's what I've been doing. I've been doing it for 20 years no textbook given to me. There's no information, It's not out there in an ebook. It's not out there on YouTube, right? Like this is a niche blue ocean, Hmm. crazy opportunity. And it's why I'm building my company for a nine figure exit within the next five years. Okay. Because of the exact thing that me and my team have put into a phenomenal course that if I could sell for a half a million dollars, I would sell it like that and be able to sleep at night and have a clear conscience because that's how much value it does. Because what I have in this course is the reason I make seven-figure paydays on deals.
1: Yeah, like that 1.2 million that you were saying, that's exactly what you did. Yeah,
0: and then when I tell you about it, was 1.8 or another one (laughs) or another (laughs) one. So the the point is, is that I have taken... What I have learned the hard knocks way over the last 20 years, plus David Hill, who's been my COO, kind of my right, right hand guy for 15 years, okay. He's now the COO of Vest, Right, he's not even in my development business anymore. And we put together this phenomenal course that teaches how we do this mm. and how we do it. And I, this is, this is not, there's no BS here, this is the truth what took me, what whooped on me in 07, 08 and where I lost 90% of my net worth is not what I teach in this course. Mm -hmm. What I teach is how I made the million two payday or the million eight payday or these different checks we show you on Facebook. It's a, it's a strategy where you're not taking the crazy risk. That's going to whoop on you. Like I got whooped in 07. Mm -hmm. If the market crashes, it's a limited risk model, limited cash. And, um, you can do it from home. We're a virtual company. We, everybody works from home, yeah. right? So that's not BS. And don't be wrong. This ain't a get rich quick scheme, right? right? This is not, Hey, go get Cody's course. and You become a millionaire tomorrow. Nice. This is go get Cody's course. He's going to give you some phenomenal tools and you just start being intentional, pounding the pavement, filling your funnel. Okay. And then eventually if you put in the, you put in the work, you'll have those big paydays funneling out the other side. Yep. If you're looking at, to become a millionaire overnight, go buy someone else's course, I'm not gonna <laughs> promise you that Yeah, but totally. this is my 20 years of experience mm. teaching you exactly how we do what we do when we take deals and we go and we find them, we put them together and we either bring in a developer right after we get the deal inked or we bring in a developer after we do the due diligence or we bring in a developer after we get the deals approved and we do We do this in a way where you're not taking on the developer risk but yet you're getting phenomenal returns, developer returns because you're taking a piece of land that all it is is farmland and you're but it has development potential. That's what separates me from the land man or whoever, right? They're gonna go teach you how to flip a farm or or a a piece of rural land or whatever. I'm teaching you how to take land that is worth, I'll take where I came from, farmlands worth 810 an acre, developable lands worth 300 an acre, right? I'm taking I'm teaching you how to get involved in the deals that are the multi-million dollar returns mm-hmm. and you're getting rewarded for putting those deals together and structuring them correctly and pricing them correctly and you're delivering that to a developer on a silver platter mm. And guess what? They're loving you yeah. because it's off market. Yep. And if it wasn't for you, they wouldn't have that deal. Yep. And because you went through my course, you know what the hell you're doing. Yep. And so you structured the deal correctly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and guys, I can speak just from, I've never been through Cody's course, but I've spent time with him and you know, this isn't something that you learned in a course last year and then created your own course, which is a lot of what's happening today. Cody said this already, but this is 20 years of experience and he's done the thing over and over and over and over, and over. Um, man, super, super exciting. Um, so guys, I want to tell you, if you text the word LAND, L-A-N-D, to 480-531-7519, um, Cody's got a, you know, he's got a program, as he already talked about, that that's set up. It's going to take you from start to finish. And as he said, guys, this isn't a $500,000 program. Cody has some higher level programs, but anybody yes. can afford to do this program, I'm not saying it wouldn't be a stretch, but the pricing that this particular program, just text the word land 480-531-7519, anybody can afford to get off the couch and figure out how to scrape this together and, and get this program going. And again, there is higher level packages if you're more advanced and you really want to get into Cody's world, um, there's ways to do that too. So Cody, where should people find, like where can they find you?
0: I mean, Right is, uh, Right, V-E-S-T-R-I-G-H-T, I mean, go to vestrite.com or, you know, we have a group, we, we put out tons of content on Facebook. So I would suggest um, go to facebook.com slash vestright mm-hmm. and go there and hang on our page, follow us, like us. And we're just constantly kicking out phenomenal content. And um, yeah, I mean, and, and just as far as the price tag on the course, uh, this is gonna sound the wrong way you know I have people come to me and say Cody want you know why would you start with Right?" Well the reason I started Best Right is to give back to make a difference right mm-hmm. to take my 20 years and be able to impact other people's lives. Well Cody why don't you just give away your stuff then? Well because then you're not vested yep. right? Like the chances <laughs> you you're what? gonna go make it happen <laughs> if I just give you the course right? Like yeah. you need to meet me somewhere not just have me just jump onto your like you gotta vest yourself a little bit but here's the reality the type of money that we're offering this course at if it was, I mean, if it was any cheaper, I'd almost be insulting myself. Yeah. And the reality is, is, is that if you can't, I, the, the, I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but I'm going to speak bold. If you can't figure out a way to come up with the money needed for you to get in this course, mm-hmm. then that means you don't believe in yourself and you need to go back and check on yourself a little more. You yeah, need sure. to work on yourself a little more if you're not willing to make that kind of investment in your education. Yep. Makes a ton of sense.
1: It's not that much guys. And like I said, there's different levels, but the thing that we're if you just text land to that number, the program that he's talking about, um, it's going to be a little bit of a stretch, but it's going to be a win for you. It's going to be nothing compared to what you would make if you really did the course and got into what Cody's talking about. One last thing that I want to say, because everybody's up in the air on real estate, but I've um, I've really just, I heard some statistics this last week where two and a half million houses short, um, construction's at an all-time high, interest rates are at an all-time low, the demand for housing is as high as it's ever been um, so I don't care what you know realm of the real estate world. I keep saying it's not a great time to buy real estate because I'm a real estate investor um, but it's a great time for real estate when it comes to you know people's houses, their residence development there's i I can look out I can walk literally you know five miles any direction from my house, and there is houses going up everywhere and we're still. On a shortage of two and a half million homes and so from a uh, development standpoint um it's still a great time to get in and like cody said there's not a lot of risk in his model because it, i i want to paraphrase this from a layman's terms because um you know cody you're you're the guru right but what i hear cody talk about constantly when he's sharing with me over the last year or two years since i've known him um cody's not putting out you're not going to have to take his course And then have two or three or five or $10 million of development risk, you're literally, you're, you're literally, you're, you're out finding deals and you're getting them ready and you're partnering with developers that are going to take on all the risk. So guys, I just want to, I wanted to make that clear. Um, this is not overly, um, complex if you've got the right mentor and teacher and Cody's got
0: that in a program. So Cody, any final words? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think that's great. Yeah, just, yeah, please understand, just because I'm a developer, that's not what we're teaching here. We're teaching, um, you know, how to make the developer returns without the developer risk. So, uh, no, I just, Mike, I want to thank you again for allowing me on. You allow me to kind of come out from underneath the rock, and it's just a pleasure being here. I mean, I wonder what he's going to
1: be like when he actually gets comfortable on podcasts. It's going to be scary. <laughs> yeah, guys text uh, the word land to four eight zero five three one seven five one nine, Or you can find Cody on Facebook forward slash best, right? V E S T R I G H T. Um, Cody, appreciate your wisdom, knowledge, and just being so open and transparent with everything you are, man. That's what I love about you. You're, you're amazing and, um, appreciate you being here. Thanks brother.